Hi. Welcome back to a whole new episode of the Retail Podcast by Vue.ai. Ranked as one of the top 10 podcasts to listen to, the Retail Podcast is redefining the conversation around AI and tech in retail. Today, we have with us Meru Yurt, the brand manager at LVMH Perfumes and Cosmetics. LVMH truly needs no introduction, but here's a refresher. Created in 1987, the LVMH group today comprises more than 75 exceptional wings, each redefining the luxury game in its own right. It also happens to be the only group present in all five major sectors of the luxury market. Wines and spirits, fashion and leather goods, perfumes and cosmetics, watches and jewelry and selective retailing, you name it and they're there. We're very happy to host you on our podcast today, Marriott. Welcome to the Retail Podcast by Vue.ai. We're very happy to host you on our podcast, Marriott. Welcome to the Retail Podcast by Vue.ai. Hello to everyone and thank you for inviting me for this episode. It's always a pleasure. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Mira. And the pleasure is us. Um so yeah, we're looking forward to hearing a lot of interesting things from you. So let's jump right in. Yeah, you're the sure, brand sure. manager sorry yeah you're the brand manager at LVMH perfumes and cosmetics a luxury house whose reputation precedes any introduction right um for our audience listening tell us a little bit about yourself and how you began your journey here um, and how has it been over the years as a brand manager ah uh, yes thank you uh well i started my marketing journey more than 10 years ago Mm-hmm. I was doing my 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 bachelor degree in a uh, Kimep University and I decided to spend an exchange semester in Yesex School of Management in Paris mm-hmm. and there I finally felt that marketing is uh, exactly the thing that I want to do in my professional life so I, I had a, of course experience in marketing in in retail and in traditional MCG companies before joining the LVMH branch here in Kazakhstan uh, I actually started here as a assistant brand manager uh for such brands as Guernan and Loewe and then i grew up with the markets of perfumes and cosmetics here uh but as a brand manager for kazakhstani markets i am responsible for the overall performance uh, the developments and execution of brand marketing strategy and uh, i love that this is a position that is both challenging and enthralling it gives me a lot of uh, pleasure to work uh, every day with my team with my colleagues so i would say that uh, this is one of the best uh, places where i can imagine myself that's so nice to hear um i'm sure such an incredible journey would have come with a few hardships along the way right what are the some of the challenges that you've had to overcome in pursuing the things that you wanted um can you take us through that please Yeah sure uh, and thank you again uh, yeah working in luxury industry gives you all kinds of experience i would say especially when you work with such great maisons uh, with rich heritage like uh, Guerlain for example and as people say the devil is in the details and uh, this is uh, so true when you talk about the luxury industry this is of course my main priority of the times to have everything done and delivering both excellence and at the same time growing market share and doing the profits uh as you can imagine this is also very competitive sphere and uh, you have to be innovative and creative uh, to keep the best positioning in the minds of our customers and um uh, as per 
the last challenges I would name that this year, uh, for example, for Kenzopa farms, we organized the first time in history the shooting uh, for paid digital campaign uh, that was uh, approved and supported by our HQ in Paris. Mm -hmm. And it was dedicated to uh, the uh, law uh, parfum. Uh, that is a franchise of, from Kenzo, and uh, we did our best, uh, we put our souls in this project, and it was uh, so successful uh, that it was finally approved by uh, our uh, office in Paris, and so we... Uh, and I mean, this is the first time in the history when something that was made by a local market was put into the paid media. Oh, wow. That's very inspiring, I must say. Talking about campaigns, we'd love to know some of the most interesting campaigns that you've worked on so far. Um, would you be able to take us through that? Yes, we uh, were, I would say, inspired uh, by uh, low perfumes. Uh, and we uh, took the overall um, idea uh, of the product and we decided to make a shooting, both uh, photos and videos for the social networks like uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, and we made uh, beautiful uh, videos and uh, very, uh, I would say, inspiring uh, photos uh, with our local key opinion leaders. Mm -hmm. And uh, the result was uh, a total success for me uh, and for our uh, team. Uh, we had a great team too, of course. Uh, and um, we launched the campaign at the end of uh, September. Uh, to, of course, support the sales. And at the same time, as it was made uh, in Kazakhstan, uh, we have a beautiful place called uh, uh, Mangustau that is in the um, west of the country. It's located there. And there is a totally futuristic uh, nature there that is uh, also uh, in combination with our... Uh, I would say uh, overall strategy made uh, such a great uh, results. That's amazing, Mira. Um, we wish you the best in your journey forward and phenomenal growth. You know, speaking of growth, I believe congratulations are in order because LVMH <laughs> now has recorded a revenue of 36.7 billion euros in the first half of 2022. And this is up 28% compared to the same period in 2021. And organic revenue growth was around 21%. While LVMH overall has had a fantastic first half of the year, LVMH perfumes and cosmetics has been growing exceptionally well as well. According to Business of Fashion this year, the first half turnover division grew by 13% on an organic basis to about $3.70 billion. Um, brilliant numbers right there. And this is absolutely phenomenal growth across all businesses. Um, we'd love to know how the company's ethos plays into this growth and what are your thoughts on it? Uh, yes, uh, you are saying uh, about the overall image uh, numbers, I would say, but here in Kazakhstan, we're also, of course, growing and uh, also uh, contributing to that uh, overall growth. And I must say that everyone here working in our branch is not only a high professional, but also very enthusiastic person. Um, we are all very different, but at the same time, we all together uh, are a great team. 
and I'm proud to work with all my colleagues and managers and, of course, with my team. Uh, the headquarters is also uh, always supporting and inspiring us to achieve uh, the best results. Uh, we always get uh, the best um, ideas uh, also from the HQ. And so we also have the guidelines for uh, all the, you know, launches and how to support the products. And uh, it is uh, such a good thing that uh, we always work uh, very close uh, to our colleagues in Paris that are uh, listening to us and that are um always supporting all of our ideas and open to discussion when it's needed. Uh, so, uh, but overall uh, within the group, uh, I must say that personally for me, uh, you can always feel the support of, of the company and you can feel that you're working for such a great, uh, I mean, brands that have such a long history. And that is, you are the one who is also contributing to the future of these brands. That is what makes you feel uh, so uh, inspired all the time. Absolutely. And I completely agree with your point, right? Um, <laughs> having a supportive team and a supportive employer is so critical in one's personal growth and journey. And I'm very glad to know that you're experiencing it firsthand with LVMS. That is, I think that is uh, the way uh, the great companies work all together when they have different branches in different countries and working with people of different uh, personalities and mentalities, I would say. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also the thing is you get to learn a lot when you, you know, speak to your colleagues from across the globe, right? You know, people come from mm -hmm. different backgrounds, people have different nuances in the way they work, and it's all about learning and enjoying the process together. And I think you've, you've mentioned that beautifully and how supportive your team has been to your time in LVMH. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. You mentioned this point about customers, right? Keeping your customers happy. Right. I wanted to touch upon a little bit about customer experience. A remarkable customer experience is so critical to the sustained growth of any business. And positive customer experience promotes loyalty, helps you retain customers, and also encourages brand advocacy. And I think it's safe to say that customers have the power today and not the sellers. Um what is your take on this? And can you also tell us how LVMH lends itself into providing good customer experience and make them come back for more? Uh, yes, we have, of course, uh, the big focus on our customers. Uh, we're always uh, looking and uh, uh, I would say uh, paying the, the biggest attention to the latest trends and what our customers want to see and want to have mm -hmm. and uh, giving them the best experience with our brands. Uh, first of all, for us, it means to have uh, the, the best quality of our products, of course, because there is a lot of work behind each product and behind each of the uh, novelties that we have. Mm -hmm. And uh, here, for example, in our markets, uh, we're always trying uh, to keep our customers interested uh, and uh, supporting uh, their uh, loyalty to our brands uh, through different activities, through different um, uh, collaborations that we're doing here. And uh, of course, it's also about uh, making... Uh, 
you know, uh, and talking about uh, the uh, environments of support uh, that we are doing our best to support the nature and uh, to keep the nature. Uh, that is also the the point uh, during the last, I would say, uh, ten years. Uh, and uh, of course, it also is uh, about the uh, best experience that they can have inside the points of sales or in the e-retail if they are buying online. And it's also about the art of gifting that is. Uh, as I said before, the devil is in the details. So uh, you have to give everything uh, and everything should be done with uh, such love and caring for the customers. Not only just be beautiful uh, because it's a luxury segment, but at the same time, show how you uh, how you are feeling about your customers. It's always the, the best of the best. Absolutely, absolutely. And I completely agree with that, Mira. I must say that you're very passionate about the work you're doing at LVMH. Uh, I'm curious to know, how did you identify your interest in perfumes and cosmetics? And how has it been shaping the way you approach your role? Uh, to say the truth, I never expected that I would work in the perfumes and cosmetics sphere. Right. Yeah, uh, but this is what I'm uh, saying uh, to people when they ask me about these points. Um, I started, well, I had experience in uh, different spheres before coming to LVMH Perfumes and Cosmetics. I was working in traditional FMCG companies. I was working for the startups. And uh, at one point, I understand that I can show the best of my abilities, I would say, as a person that would work for the segment that is delivering both happiness and uh, excellence and the best expertise in the sphere. Right. And um, I also uh, love to work in uh, big companies, big international companies so that uh, that can um you know, support uh, the teams and support uh, the markets and at the same time uh, be the pioneers in the industry. And LVMH, of course, is uh, one of such companies for me. When I came to the company, uh, I was uh, really astonished by the way that everything is worked so smoothly. And with I had the best manager in the world, I would say. Uh, she already left the company, but uh, this is the person who taught me a lot about uh, the way how everything should work. And also, right now, uh, we have uh, the best um team I would say uh, because the company grew since at that time when I first came to it uh, but we always have uh, that team spirit that is uh, supporting everyone uh, when especially you have festive time periods and uh, uh, so this is how it works usually. This is so great to hear Mira. In your time working here, you would have identified a significant shift in the way consumers perceive and interact with the brand, right? And mm -hmm. um, especially during the pandemic, engaging what the customers are looking for might have been a little difficult task. Um, take us through that shift and how you've been tackling it during and post the pandemic. Yeah, so the pandemic, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was uh, the major challenge uh, for us mm -hmm. because uh, it was so uh, such an unexpected period, I would say. Uh, but of course, um, 
we did our best, I think, uh, during that period. Uh, some of our uh, uh, colleagues, they worked even uh, while they had, uh, you know, uh, just recovered from the COVID and everything. And this is also shows how uh, everyone is inspired by working here. Uh, but in general, I would say that we tried to not to lose the link with our customers. Mm-hmm. All of our beauty consultants, they uh, were organizing online um, meetings uh, or uh, the live, live streams or uh, at least the calls with the customers telling about the products and still giving uh, their, uh, uh, I would say, consultations for the ones uh, who wanted to ask anything about our products. And so we've tried to do everything online through uh, the conferences, through the trainings, uh, and through using every possible way uh, to stay um, online with the customers of course we activated the e-retail here and Mm -hmm. we've tried to do different activations online we try to uh, show our customers that we are here for them of course and we are also supporting them uh, during that uh, not easy times and that actually worked uh, because uh, I think that we recovered really fast after the pandemic. Uh, and uh, we're also showing uh, really good growth. Right. And I think it's fair to see that the COVID pandemic has proven to be a, a period of adjustment, not only for consumers, but for brands too. And as a beauty player, I think it's important to show that kind of resilience in that market and in that climate. And uh, we're also continuously seeing a lot more intelligent innovations um, in the beauty sectors and particularly from LVMH. Right. And with that, the impact of the pandemic was far and wide. But for businesses especially, it would have surely accelerated the digitalization of all aspects of retail. So uh, what is your take on the role of technology in retail today and how can retailers get ahead of the curve? Of course, uh, the digitalization, I would say, uh, every industry, I would say, it's had an impact in every industry. But of course, first of all, on the sales and uh, most of uh, customers, they even if they before did not go to the e-retail and shopping online. After that, they got this uh, point that everything can be done easily without going to the brick and mortar. But I would say that there is still uh, the difference in the mentalities of the people, maybe, because after pandemic, people were sitting at home for such a long time. And they again want to go somewhere and have fun, not only I I would say for uh, the shopping, but also just to go somewhere and meet other people, maybe, or talk with the customer, with, uh, sorry, with uh, uh, the consultants uh, offline. But surely uh, for the businesses, it means uh, that uh, they should pay much more attention for the uh, e-commerce and uh, I think for some retailers it would be even easier to develop their own apps or at least uh, develop uh, maybe uh, some other strategies of uh, going online mm-hmm. and um, well actually this is what uh, our retailers here are doing 
and uh, developing new sites or new apps. And uh, I'm quite sure that uh, in the nearest couple of years, this would be, uh, everything would be much more developed than it was before. That's amazing. And uh, we're very keen to see the integration of the latest tech in the digitization of this legacy luxury house. Finally, you've had a fantastic year so far. What advice would you give to other ambitious professionals aspiring for careers in luxury houses like this? Uh, uh, well, my advice would be uh, not to stop uh, with uh, the flow of the uh, creativity because uh, I love marketing, first of all, for its uh, creativeness. I would say that you can do something very different uh, from what was done before and you have all the chances uh, to uh, develop new cases, uh, something that will change uh, the game inside the market. So everything in your is in your hands. And uh, of course, uh, for each person, I think uh, if they want to work in such industry, they should uh, really understand, first of all, what, has a, what is their main goal? What are they passionate about? Because some people, they prefer to work in traditional FMCG companies. Some prefer, I would say, uh, e-commerce maybe, and some want to work uh, for uh, the luxury industry. So uh, I think that everyone should try to... Uh, should try different spheres and then uh, find uh, their own path in the marketing. Fantastic. We're sure the listeners would have a lot to take back from this conversation, Mira. Uh, <laughs> this brings us to the end of this episode. And uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us and for this insightful conversation. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you again. I, I was really happy to participate in this episode. And, and thank you personally, Kritika. <laughs> well, the pleasure is mine, Mira. It was a pleasure having you on this podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with an all new episode of the retail podcast for Bureau.ai, where we dive into all things retail and technology. Until then, I'm your host, Kritika Anand. Bye.